0: Good morning. morning. Uh, Lovely to be here this morning. Welcome. Uh, If you're here in person uh, or indeed if you've joined us online today, you're very welcome to St. Columba's Derivolgi here in the Belsize Road. With us today we have uh, a couple of teams from Exodus and we welcome them um, and in a few moments I'm going to hand over to them um, and they're going to take us through the rest of our service um, today and you'll see... Uh, the breadth and the width uh, of the gifts and the talents that these young people um, have and then there's a few uh, older ones called Joel um, in the team um, as well Uh, but no but there will be uh, you will see the gifts and the talents that these young people have as they're here with us all week uh, doing lots of different things we'll hear about that uh, as we go through this service today as we begin uh, let's pray father god thank you that you are the one who is with us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the one who died and rose again and is alive today. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are present with us in this place empowering us, whispering softly or shouting loudly into the depths of our souls. We invite you, Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to be present with us today as we gather together, as we set aside time to be with one another, to worship and to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just before I hand over, I was struck this morning as I read uh, from Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, uh, the end of the story of Joseph, uh, where Joseph looking back at the whole of his life and seeing that his brothers had sold him into slavery, uh, he said that what you had intended for evil, the Lord has made for good. That 's the God that we worship today, the God who can turn things around, and so we hold that in our heads and in our hearts as we come to worship
1: uh, my my church doesn't do the the receive welcome, so it's really nice to be able to be in person and to hear that that morning back to, I just want to have a few short interviews, so I have Emma here with me and Leah and if anyone's watching online don't worry you haven't got the wrong channel and t- tuned into David Letterman talk show or something so uh, with Le- <laughs> Leah and Emma for our Exodus themes this year our theme is time for hope and with that we want to ask a few questions around hope and what hope means in the world that we live in right now but first off Emma tell us a wee bit about yourself what age are you, only you? Oh, you shouldn't ask a woman or age. Where, what do you do? Um, so, do I use the microphone? Yes. Yes.
2: Thank you. Okay. Um, so, my name is Emma. I'm 20. I am going into final year psychology at Queen's. Um, my home church is in Finnecke. Woohoo, finicky. <laughs> I love it so much. Sorry, I just have to get that in there somewhere. And I go to Jack's church, um, Bethany Church Finnecke. So, yeah and um, and yeah really really excited for just this church to um, partner with us and just help us along and everything we're doing this week as we glorify god in this area so yeah
1: thanks and leah
0: uh,
3: hi i'm leah and i just left school so i'm hoping to go to uni next year and um, i go to Lagan valley vineyard and yeah just sort of what emma said i'm really excited to serve you guys and serve the local area and see what God's going to do.
1: So Great. And obviously this year has been so different um, from many years before. So tell us, how have you seen hope in the last year?
2: Um, so Jack gave me this question and I kind of thought, oh, that's difficult because if I'm being honest, there haven't been like an abundance of opportunities to see hope face to face. So I lived in uni accommodation throughout the year and we kind of spent a lot of time together. But then um, at the end of the year, I guess, sort of um, just as a group of friends, um, we were seeking more opportunities to see that hope. So we would have um, spent a bit of time around Botanic and the Holy Lands um, after one particular service, just um, going up to people and asking them their opinion on prayer, and this is really specific, but people were a lot more receptive than I'd ever seen before because they were searching for hope. Um, in a time that they only saw dark, and um, and then as a CU we went to the beach one night um, and we were praying and worshiping God, and a random man came along and and um, he wasn't random because that was part of God's plan, but and um, he was lost um, and he's actually still in contact with one of my friends and um, just he my friend sent him John three sixteen and and he's still searching um, and I just wanted to share that very specific story with you because and um, even the little things are so important and um, but yeah. I think people are a lot more receptive to hope these days, so just use that opportunity. And um, they really, really want light, so they'll be actively searching for it. So you can be that catalyst.
1: Great. And Leah, as Exodus teams have in the past, we we have a discipleship program so many weeks leading up to, to Exodus teams. And how have you seen hope through those um, those weeks leading up to, to team? What how have we seen hope in our teams?
3: Um, I feel like there's been loads because. Um, Obviously, throughout 2020, we didn't really have a lot of opportunities to, like Emma said, see hope, but 2021 kind of brought a bit more hope about, Um, so our access team started meeting on Zoom, um, which wasn't the easiest start, because obviously all of us didn't really know each other before, and it's not the easiest to get to know people on Zoom. Um, But sort of, um, because obviously I have been on previous access teams, so it's a lot easier In person, Um, but I think even just seeing the hope that we did connect really well, and seeing that whenever we changed from Zoom to in person, that our location and our circumstances may have changed, but our hope and our goal didn't change, um, which was so evident in conversations that we had, and um, I think we connected really well, and And just sort of just divining like that hope that, and just yeah just redefining that hope that we have that our hope is Jesus and he's everlasting and he's constant and he's not going to change mm. um, which was just it was really nice to have that refresher almost
4: yeah
1: great yeah. and obviously Saint Columbus have been so gracious and hosting us this week um, in their community so how how do we want to see hope this week in in the Volga area and uh, in the parish and through St. Columbus around the Belsaid Road, lay again.
3: I feel like making connections is something that really brings hope to people, um, just to make people feel seen. Um, and obviously, spreading God's love through that to help practically not to sort of be a bystander and. Um, just use our words, but to be practical in situations where people might need a little bit of extra hope, because um, obviously we're not really the ones bringing the hope. We may be ambassadors of God for that, but ultimately it is God who will bring the, mm. the hope to the community and to the Lisbon area.
1: Yeah, great. and. As I said, we are so thankful for you hosting us this week and being a part of that. But we don't want it just to be a disconnect that we come into your church or serve in your community and then leave. We want this to be something that we can do together. So Emma, um, how can the parish here and um, this community also be involved, and how can they support us um, in and as we support them this week?
2: Um, so loads of ways, but mainly the big one is prayer, I guess, um, and just asking questions, asking us how we can be praying, how you can be praying for us, and um, just, yeah, like, ask questions is the main thing, and then also, um, yeah, just can hold us accountable, so, like, keep asking how are you getting on, or, like, um, what are you at, or, like, what specific things can we um, pray for, as I just said, um, but, yeah. That is what's really important, just prayer um, and even being a presence in the community. Like if you see us, just be like, oh, how's it going or whatever. it um, <laughs> be really good. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you very much, everyone. Um, again, a massive thanks for, for letting us be here and to serve with you this week. Now we're just going to have uh, Bethany and Holly are going to come and give us an all-age e- all engagement um, part of today. Thank you.
5: everyone. So I'm Bethany um, and I'm Holly and this morning we just have a short talk for the kids
6: that are here in the church and those of you who are watching at home from your sofas.
5: So today we're going to talk about something that's very important and it's a four-letter word and we've already heard about it this morning and it's also on our t-shirts. So does anybody know what it is? Do you know what it is Holly? Is it hope Bethany? Yes it is. (laughs) So in Romans chapter 15 verse 13 it says may the God of hope fill you joy and peace in faith so that you never flow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a really cool verse but do you know what hope actually is Bethany? So usually a hope is something that we wish for so you might say I hope it doesn't rain so we can go to the park later or I hope I can go on holiday this summer or I hope my favourite football team wins or I hope we get to go to McDonald's on the way home or you might have even heard your parents say I hope you tidied your room while I was gone (laughs) This kind of hope is like flipping a coin and calling heads. Sometimes it happens.
6: Did it happen? No, but sometimes it doesn't. Um, But we have a hope that's always certain, and this is our hope in Jesus.
5: So hope in the Lord is not wishing things will go my way or leaving things up to chance, but hope in the Lord is putting our trust in him, knowing that he promises to never leave us or forsake us. This kind of hope
6: is not like flipping a coin. It's more like throwing a ball up in the air and catching it. We know that when we throw the ball up, it's always going to come back down again. Nothing is left to chance, so there's no room for
5: disappointment. Yeah, so Psalm 62 verse 5 to 6 says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress I shall not be shaken. We can always count on
6: God's promises, just like every time we throw the ball up, it's going to come back down every time God
5: will follow through on his promises. But this doesn't mean that bad things won't happen to us as Christians, but if you've become a Christian, you can have the hope that one day we'll spend eternity with Jesus and that he will make all things new. This is our hope, our confident hope and our sure hope. So this week, we want to challenge you to ask yourself, am I putting my hope in something that's not so certain? Or am I putting my hope in God, who we can always trust 100%? Yeah, so Holly's just going to pray for us, Laura.
6: Father, I just pray that this week, we can be reminded of your constant love um, for us, Father. And I just pray that we can remember to put our hope and our trust in you, Lord, and that you'll help us to do this and not put our um, trust in the things of this world and to just glorify your name. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you.
7: Good morning church family. How are you? Are you doing well? It's lovely to see you. Thank you so much um, for welcoming us in. Um, We are excited to be here. We are excited to get to know you and we are excited to serve alongside you. Um, I've got James over the past couple of years. Um, I used to work for Scripture Union and so James and I were in Harmony Hill doing lessons together Um, and so it's been uh, wonderful to be able to get to know a little bit about um, I actually grew up not very far from here, and um, for a number of years at Harmony Hill Primary School um, for a year and a half. Bank, which is, um, so I'm slightly local, uh, and I'm now just living down in the Cuts, so that's not too far away either. Um, so thank you for having us. Please do um, accost some of these young people on the way out. Uh, get a good chat with them, find out a little bit more about them, because um, we are certainly excited to find out more about this church, find out more about this community, and um, but also find more about each of you. Um, so thank you for having us along. I know that most of you really didn't have much say in that, um, but we're really grateful um, to the leaders for inviting us along and letting us serve. At very last minute, um, I asked James literally four or five weeks ago if we could come along and do something so I really really appreciate um how you've gone out of your way to welcome us in Um Eddie and I are going to lead you uh, in some prayers just now Um so Bea is going to pray thank the Lord Um Eddie's going to lead us in some prayers for our community and then I will finish by praying um for you guys as a church family so Bea,
4: let us pray Lord, you are amazing. The best worship song, the most talented worship leader, or the most uniquely handcrafted instrument wouldn't be enough to say how great you are. Even the most qualified speaker or the most talented poet couldn't describe your greatness. We stand amazed in your presence, our hearts overflowing with thankfulness. We love you, Lord. Thank you for this morning, for the opportunity to enjoy fellowship, for the small talks before and after the gathering, for the eye contacts, and for the smiles seen in the sparkling eyes just above the masks. Thank you for teaching us to appreciate these small but really significant things. We give thanks for this building, Lord, which is in the heart of this community, and even if it's hidden from the eyes of many driving on Belsize Road, we know, God, that it's not hidden from you. Everyone here, present, and sitting in front of the screens is known and deeply loved by you, God. Thank you for that. Everyone in this community is on your heart, God. We pray for your blessing over their lives, your rich blessing on this church and on this community. In Jesus' name, amen.
8: After each line of this, I invite us all to say together, we pray for our community. Lord, we pray for our community that you would be at the center of it. We pray for our community, that you would be known and honored in this building and in the homes. We pray for our community, that you would bring hope to the weary hearts and refresh the tired souls. We pray for our community, that you would bless our leaders with wisdom coming from you. We pray for our community, that you would continue the good work that you have started We pray for our community, that all generation would be rooted in you. We pray for our community, that those rooted in you would bear fruits. We pray for our community, that you would sow the seeds and make them grow. We pray for our community, that you would call the workers when the harvest is great. We pray for our community, that the people would answer your calling, stepping out in faith. We pray for our community, that lives would transform and people would seek you. We pray for our community, that, you're praised, that you would be praised and glorified. We pray for our community. Amen.
7: I just want to use um, the words um, of Colossians chapter uh, 1 to pray um, for you as a church family. So let's continue our prayers. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way that you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power so that And so, Lord, I pray for this church family, Lord, that they might know the the truth of that. Lord, that they might know um, your love filling them to the overflowing. Lord, that this community would be so filled with your love as we, as love bearers, step out in your name. And so, Lord, I thank you for this church family. Lord, I thank you for their hospitality. I thank you for their welcome. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in each of their lives. I thank you for the hope that we carry. I thank you for the stories of hope that we have to give testimony of, Lord. And so I pray, Lord, that you would continue to work through um, this church. Lord, that you would build your church here It's in Columbus, Lord. Lord, that as people in the parish um, have opportunity to engage with you through this church, Lord. Lord, that you would move by your spirit and you would draw people to yourself. I'll just take a moment to pray for Joel who's going to come um, and share God's word with us so Lord I pray that you would just speak through Joel and pray that you would enable him and uh, I pray that you would give him your words to share and Lord that you would open our hearts and Lord challenge us by your word and we pray this in Jesus name amen
9: am I off mute yeah I'm off mute. brilliant good morning everyone good morning St Columbus so, I'm Joel, I'm 17, and I go to Friends School in Lisbon, which is just down the road, and this is my second time here. We were here on Monday, and I didn't know you guys were here, but it's really nice, actually, to know that there is a church so close, so close to school. So, um, seeing as our, our theme is Time for Hope, I thought it a good idea to sort of base my talk around hope. So, what defines hope? I feel that is a word that gets thrown around in the English language quite a lot. You know, you have examples like I hope the traffic is light on the way home, I hope England win the football, I hope England don't win the football, (laughs) but what actually is true hope? What is the hope that we carry on a day to day basis? What is the hope that has compelled 12 young people to give up a week of their summer to serve their local communities? What is hope really? As I prep for this talk. I realised that hope is actually quite a difficult concept to wrap your head around when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, but after spending praying about it and reading the Bible I actually realised that it is quite a simple answer once you wrap your head around it. So naturally as all talks that are centred around one word do, I decided to Google the definition of hope and the first First thing that came up was like the Google, the Google Dictionary thing, so it was quite helpful. And it says that hope is defined as a feeling of expect expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. Some of the examples that I listed at the start, the traffic being light and winning the football, are examples of this. Um, these are things that we hope will happen to benefit us. If the traffic is light on the way home, I can get the dinner on quicker and have more time to relax later. While it's okay to hope for these things, these are superficial hopes. Hopes that fall into a checklist that will benefit us. Hopes that will see us through the day until we have to repeat it all again the next day. It's okay to have these hopes. I hope the traffic's light in the way to the BB centre, it'll I mean I'll get there quicker. But I always feel that there's there's more to hope than this. There's more to hope than a checklist that benefits us. As Christians we have a different type of hope, a hope that people struggle to find, a hope that people they, they struggle to find for all their lives, a hope that we have now as Christians, yeah a hope that causes us to relive, live each day with a renewed attitude of life, that hope is Jesus. It's strange to think that our hope is based on one person but it is, We have hope in Jesus because of what he accomplished on the cross. By dying on the cross, Jesus gave us hope for a better life as his followers. This is great. This is great news for us because it enables us to live each day with with renewed hope in him. Sometimes, though, it's hard to place all of our hope in Jesus. I know I struggle with it, and I'm sure... You know, sometimes there's situations or circumstances can exacerbate like, the feeling of hopelessness that we feel on the inside. But that's okay. Everyone has bad days. Everyone has days where they struggle. Everyone has days where they feel a little bit hopeless. But Lamentations three twenty one twenty two, 22 which is conveniently placed in the back of anyone wearing an Exodus t-shirt. So if you're struggling, take a picture of the back of their t-shirt and you'll have that verse. Um, it's a verse that says, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. As I I read this, I sort of, I had to read it a couple of times to get the meaning that I wanted to share with you guys. And for me, really it is, the, the standout message is, I call to mind. I call to mind. And it stands out to me because it shows that there's stuff to call to mind. There is examples of hope to call to mind. You know, take for example Joseph. Joseph um, was sold into slavery. for the, Sold into slavery. There was that whole incident with Potiphar. He was in prison. But then he was raised up as Pharaoh's sort of prime minister. He was in charge of Egypt. And his brothers and his fathers, they were starving in the middle of the famine. They were hopeless. And they came to joseph hopeful that he would well not to joseph they came to egypt hopeful that they would find food and their hope was there joseph their brother was able to give them food god worked for the brother's good they put their hope in god and god provided for the brothers another example is moses who he led the people of israel out of slavery he was the he was the god's hope for the people of egypt the people in Egypt, he he brought them out and they placed their hope in God and God provided for them. Or take Elijah, he was the hope of the followers of Christ who were oppressed by the by Baal and his followers. He he disproved Baal at the on top of the mountain with the fire. And yeah, but I think when we think of hope, and I've said that our hope is Jesus, I think we look at the example of Jesus. The example of Jesus and his ministry is. The greatest example of hope. Take the paralytic. His friends lowered him in down a roof. They were hopeful that this Jesus, this man they heard about, the man who was ministering, would be able to bring restore their friend's leg, and he did. Imagine being the paralytic, like just hoping, just for like a small bit that you would be able to walk again, and that a man, uh, the Son of God, was able to do that for you. Or take uh, in Mark two when Jesus healed um, Mary's, no, not Mary, no. Um, Peter's mother-in-law, that's it. Um, think about that, she was in bed with a fever and Jesus came and prayed for her and she was healed. Imagine that, imagine being bedridden. Imagine not being able to walk and suddenly being able to just do what you normally did. That is, yeah, that's, that's so cool. However, one of the examples when it comes to Jesus and his ministry and hope that I find the most interesting is found in John 9, 1 to 11. Yeah, I'm not gonna read it for you. It is, I'll give you a quick synopsis of it. So this is when Jesus meets a man who is blind. He cannot see. And Jesus goes, rub some mud in your eyes and wash them, wash them in the river. And the first time he was able to see a little bit. He saw like sort of shapes and colors but it wasn't, an, it wasn't full sight, it's not sight we have, like we have, and then he, Jesus goes, go wash them again, put some mud, wash them again, and this time he was able to see, he was able to see fully the picture, and in the context of hope, what stands out to me about this passage particularly the most, is that it's a process, sometimes we hope for things, we're like, oh I hope that we'll meet people and we'll be able to share the gospel with them. And it might take a while, it might take us a week, a month, a day, a year, things like that. But if we continue to hope, we will see the fruition of that. You know, the guy, the the man was, he was able to see a wee bit. Did he stop hoping? Was he like, okay, that's good enough for me. I can see. Thank you so much. Or did he continue to hope that Jesus would be able to restore his sight fully? It is a process. Hope is a process. It is not something that comes to us instantly all the time. Uh, it's it's something that we have to pray about and hope for, and we know that Jesus will always deliver, because yeah, he is the great, he is the great deliverer. So now that we know what hope is, what do we do when we have hope? We well, see. When I was thinking about hope, I was like, how can I put this into a picture and I came up with a candle. A candle offers light and warmth, and that's it's to the person who is holding the candle, and that's great. It is great that we have hope, light, and warmth. But what about those who don't have candles? What about those who are hopeless and trapped in the dark? If our hope is in Jesus, and we have this hope because we follow Him and are in a relationship with Him, that's that's why we have that hope. And the people are hopeless because they do not have this. They do not have relationship with Jesus. And that's a problem. That is a problem. And that is a problem we can fix. Because in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, we are commanded by Jesus to make disciples of all the earth. To help bring people into relationship with Jesus. To bring them hope. If Jesus is our hope and we bring them into a relationship with Jesus, we are bringing them hope in their dark and hopeless situations. So... To bring someone hope is to show them Jesus and his love for them. It's, it's very simple. We, we need to show them the love of Jesus. And there are a lot of ways that we can do this, but I always come back to this quote any time I think about um, evangelism or telling people the gospel. And it's from St. Francis of Assisi. And I don't know if any of you have heard this quote, but I, I think it's brilliant. It says, preach the gospel at all times. And when necessary, use words. Yeah, but you'd think that's a bit counterproductive, but it's not. People look at people, people recognize body language and people recognize behaviors, probably more so than words. They will see that we are different, they will see that we act differently, they will see that we treat people differently, they will see that we conduct ourselves differently. And they'll, they'll be intrigued, they'll be like, why is that person sweeping the floor when there's no one else there? someone else is paid to do it? Why are they helping wash the dishes? Things like that. That is more likely to spark up a conversation than going and right up to them go, do you know Jesus? And I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I'm saying that sometimes there are better ways to do it, and that is to model the love of Jesus through our actions. So we need to be intentional with our actions. We need to be showing people hope through our actions, and we need to be very conscious of our actions and how we show hope through those. So, um, I'm about to finish here, but to summarise everything that I've said, to understand hope, we need to understand how Jesus loves us and what he did for us. And to bring others hope, we we need to help them understand that. That's me.
0: Uh, thank you very much to everyone who has participated um, today in any shape or form. Uh, a wonderful uh, opportunity uh, for you, but a wonderful opportunity for us um, to receive um, today as well. So thank you uh, very much. Uh, that little phrase, I call to mind. Uh, we call to mind God's past faithfulness into our present situations. And that's a wonderful thing to be challenged with and encouraged in today. Um The team's with us, as we said all week, you've heard some of the things that they're involved in. We still would love you to get involved and help in some of those things. Um, So we're out in the doors Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, doing a community audit. We're simply knocking the doors and asking um, a few simple questions uh, of people behind those doors. If you think you could help with that, please do uh, speak to me uh, or get in contact with me uh, and we can get you signed up for that. The other thing that we're doing in parallel to that is that we are prayer walking in the streets of the parish uh, Monday afternoon, Monday evening, and the same on Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you uh, think that's something that you'd like to be involved in or a part of, uh, simply just walking through the streets and praying uh, as we go, please do let me know uh, and we'll get you the times um, that you can turn up for that um, as well. Um, Table quiz, on big family table quiz on Thursday night. It's not just for families, it's open to absolutely anybody, so please do uh, come along to that um, on Thursday night. Uh, all information is on our website, of course, as well. And then Thursday and Friday, we're launching a wee walking treasure hunt around the place as well, but more information on that throughout um, the week. Magazine, um, if you can have uh, any articles that you have for our magazine uh, to be with Rona by this Tuesday, please. That's this Tuesday uh, for magazine articles. And a big thank you um, to absolutely anybody who has been involved in our Communicating Clearly projects thus far Uh, for our walking during the month of June, where we covered more than the length of Chile. We set out to walk 2,653 miles in the month of June, and we walked more than that. So thank you to everyone who is a part of that. Uh, and the team who done the walking and those who have sponsored us uh, if you have monies to come in for that uh, please have them in uh, for this coming sunday and then we'll be able to communicate clearly the total see what i did there see that communicate clearly all right that was just me <laughs> ah yeah um it's good to we giggle isn't it Um, So uh, have that in for this Sunday, that'll be brilliant. And on your way out, if you've collected monies and you need to get gift aids of the individuals that you've got the money from, uh, there's some forms on the table on the way out that you can collect um, to be able to get you that. Uh, And last, but by no means least um, in our announcements today, um, as you're aware, uh, Sarah Parkinson, our deacon intern, has been appointed as the curate assistant of St. Mark's Armagh. Um, Then Sarah will be still with us uh, over the summertime. Um, Now, she won't actually be here any Sunday in the month of July. Uh, She's preaching in the cathedral this morning. She's in Dariachi Church next Sunday, and then she's away for a couple of Sundays. Uh, But she's back in August, while I'll not be here uh, with you. But Sarah's final Sunday is the 22nd of August with us. We want to have a a special day that day as we celebrate the ministry of Sarah uh, with us. But we also want to give you, the congregation, an opportunity to contribute to a gift for Sarah. And so in the magazine, and from next Sunday, there'll be envelopes available if you wish to contribute to a gift for Sarah. And that'll be open during the whole month of July. So simply just get it back to me or get it into the plates during the month of July. And in for the first Sunday in August, and then we'll be able to collate that and hand it over to her on the 22nd. Thank you. Um, we're going to hear uh, a verse uh, of Scripture today as we close. Uh, a verse that's already been spoken today, and um, which is spoken often over us. It comes from Romans chapter 15 uh, and verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. I'm sure he's going to come and begin to show you out of your seats. Uh, The team are going to leave first, and they'll be out uh, in the car park where you can greet uh, and meet them and ask them questions uh, out there uh, as well. Thank you.